You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Good to have my sons on AV and Sound today as well, serving the house. I love it. So good. Um, so today is about security. Security, right? Um, I find I am always presented with a number of options to be insecure. I'm always presented with a few options, sometimes a plethora of options to be insecure, to be worried, to be in fear, to be stressed out, to be anxious. Uh, There's always an opportunity for me to to, to be like that, right? I'm not sure if, if you're the same. But it's amazing what people will do to create their own sense of security. You know, people will work super long hours. They will neglect their wives, neglect their families. They'll take all these extra jobs. They'll work a night shift. People will cheat on their taxes. They'll do cash jobs. They'll neglect their friends, neglect themselves, just so that they can pay off the mortgage or pay off the house, you know, pay off the car, pay off the boat, pay off something, some loan that is burdening them. I've got to get some security. Therefore, I'm going to do this thing, you know. And we have a lot of determined people in the world now who are neglecting all these good things because what they're after is some level of financial security. You know, some people want some, some more security in their body that's falling apart. And they're like, I've got to eat better. I'm only going to eat organic, you know, non-VMO foods or whatever they're called. I don't even know. I probably said that wrong to you, all you health freaks. You know, because um, I, I don't care about organic. I'm starting to. Anyway, you know, I'm only going to drink purified, alkaline, mineralized water. That's it. That is what I do. That is me all over. All the other drink, yeah, all the others just taste like I'm drinking a pool. You know, uh, even this, I, I don't even like this anymore. I don't even like this. This tastes like I'm drinking out of a pool. You know, I just went to Lambton Pool and just put my water. Yeah, there we go. Take that to church and drink it. That's what it feels like. You know, people want to create some security. You know, uh, people will, will learn uh, karate and kung fu and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and kickboxing and, uh, and a plethora of all these things because they want to feel secure walking around at night. It's true. They want to feel secure. And yet, with all of these measures to create our own security, I think we are living in one of the most insecure generations to have ever walked the planet. You you, you can work your butt off and you can save money and you can, you know, invest in your body and invest in your relationships and still you can go to sleep at the end of the night, you can lay your head on that pillow and wonder if it's all going to work out. How's how's tomorrow going to go? Have I got enough saved? I love uh, Brene Brown. She's a speaker at, uh, at TED Conference, and she's got a few books which I haven't read and are on my list to read. But I just I love that she talks about people. Wow, there's really a lot of monkeys in the other room, isn't there? That, that, that legit sounds like monkeys right there. Um, 
Great. It's so good that we're expanding and, we're, and now there's so many children that come here now that we have to take up extra rooms, right? So this is a good thing. Don't see it as a bad thing. See, so it's a good thing. God's, God's expanding the house, right? Um, yeah, Brene Brown. And she, she talks about uh, us not feeling like we are enough. You know, have I done enough? Am I a good enough dad? Have, I, have we saved enough? You know, have I done enough to invest in my kids now that they're going off, you know? You know, ha, am, am I enough? And there's this under, kind of undermining insecurity that is based on whether we are enough. And that's scary. That's scary. So here we go. Psalm 116, verse 7, and I'm reading from the message. And it says this. It's going to be on the screen right here. It says, I said to myself... Relax and rest. God has showered you with blessings. I love that. I just want to sit on that all, the, all day. Oh, relax and rest. He has showered you with blessings. Isn't that good? And that, that, that's really, that goes in with what Beck was saying earlier about, you know, contentment. You know, last week I preached on enjoyment. That one of the keys to enjoyment is just being content with what I have. It's just, it's just being satisfied. You know, it's like, I'm already blessed. I don't, I don't have to seek out and determine to get all of this other blessing. I, I first need to realize I'm ridiculously blessed right here, right now. And then I can enjoy what, what God's given me. So security in God comes from this place of, of relaxing and resting in what, I, in what I've, I've received relaxing and resting in my soul that's a that's a tough gig because when all the music stops i've got to live with my soul i got to live with my head i got to live with what what crazy stuff flies around in here sometimes anyone with me you know uh, and i'm a guy i don't even know how you women operate like you know everything's connected to everything like I, I, I'm glad I'm not in your head, babe. <laughs> Missing out. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, so Jesus, um, Jesus made it really clear that we have a security that, that can't be taken away. And I want to nail something just as we start today. I want to nail this thing of eternal security. All right. Um, let's, just, let's just like deal with this and settle it in your, in your heart and your mind right here, right now, this thing of eternal security. Because Jesus said uh, in, John, in John chapter 10, uh, verse 27, uh, he said this, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, I'm moving over, John chapter 10. And you all know John chapter 10, verse 10, you know, but we're going on a little bit further from that one right now. Jesus is talking in John and he says in verse 27, my sheep listen to my voice i know them and they follow me i give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all no one can snatch them out of my father's hand i and the father are one wow okay okay here it is in black and white all right in plain greek it's it's right here translated nice and helpfully into english for us today right it's settled jesus has sealed your salvation he has done it not you 
I think this is awesome. You know, the issue of where you're going to land if Jesus returns or you die tomorrow, it's been settled. The issue of eternity has been sealed. Jesus said it is finished. Everything has been done for you to enter heaven for all eternity. And it, you never need to feel insecure about it. There's this thing that we call assurance. And it's this, you know, when a Christian is walking in assurance to a, to a non-believer, they just look arrogant. They just look a little bit like, oh, you just, how could you possibly know that you're going to heaven? Because I do. I absolutely know it. I just, I know it, you know. Right in the core of who I am, in the, in the darkest places of my soul, I still know where I'm going to end up after I die or when Jesus comes back. So there's a story. I don't know if you know. Pastor Keith shared this with me. There's a story of John Wesley. Anyone know who John Wesley was? Okay, massive Methodist revival. And oh my goodness, what a man of God. But he, uh, I tell you what, he, he was in some pretty dark places for a while some very dark places. And he was working really, really hard to secure his assurance from a religious point, from just working and working and working. If I do enough, God will let me into heaven. That's one of the most prevalent, uh, you know, mindsets in the world today. I'm pretty good. I'm a pretty good person. I've done enough good. God will let me into heaven. That's not how it works. It's got nothing to do with you. It's got everything to do with him, right? Even faith that we have in God, which allows God to apply forgiveness and salvation to us, even that faith is a gift. So no man can boast. None of us can be like, yeah, I found God. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm going to let him spend eternity with me. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> So Wesley, John Wesley was a Christian. He was an ordained minister of the gospel, but he got depressed. He got down. It says this, and this is a direct quote from Wikipedia, would you believe? But it was still a depressed Wesley who attended a service on the evening of the 24th of May. Wesley recounted his oldest gate, they call it the, the, the oldest gate experience, where he had a, an, an encounter with God his Aldersgate experience in his journal. This is what he wrote in his journal. And if you go to Aldersgate now, you can see this big plaque. It's like stands about this tall and it's got the quote directly from his journal. How awesome is this? It says, in the evening, I went very unwillingly to a society in Aldersgate Street where one was reading Luther's preface to the epistle to the Romans. Oh, that's gonna be exciting, awesome. About a quarter, he didn't write that out, it's just me, right? Uh, about a quarter before nine, while he was describing the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation. And an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins, even mine and saved me from the law of sin and death. So John Wesley, one of, the, one of the greats of the faith, 
you know, there's going to be a long line in heaven to see John Wesley, right? I'm going to be somewhere in that line. I'm going to meet this dude. I don't care if it takes me 100 years, and it might, uh, but I've got time. <laughs> I ain't going anywhere for, you know, infinity, <laughs> eternity. You know, this guy who's one of the greats of the faith was working for his assurance. And yet he had to go to a meeting and meet with God to get an assurance in his spirit that came directly from him, his oldest gate experience, so he could have this, this confidence that he was going to go to heaven. How awesome is that? Security is, is by faith in God's work. And you can't be robbed of that. Just, just, just let, let's settle it today. You, you can't be robbed of your security. You cannot be robbed of your, of your position or your place in heaven. Pastor Keith wrote this, and I'm just going to quote him. He says, or better yet, he can't be robbed of you. Your security does not depend on your ability to hang on. It depends on his grip. Be secure in his grip right back to John chapter 10 no one is able to snatch them out of my hand how good is that out of my father's hand so um, I just want us to close our eyes for a minute because I want us to settle this right here and right now you know this this issue of assurance with all the kids going crazy in the other room uh, just like John Wesley, you and I uh, can have an experience in our heart where we can truly, truly know that God has saved us. Salvation, it's a secure thing. So if this is something that you are struggling with or that you do struggle with from time to time, or you're insecure about it, even like right now. Just, why don't we just close our eyes? I, mean, I, just want to, I just want to pray for you. You know, before we get into the rest of the message, if this is you, just, just lift your hand. Yep, just lift your hand right here, right now. Yep, good, good. Yep, great. Three, four, anyone else? This is something that I need to settle in my spirit and settle in the heavenly realms right near here, right now. Anyone else? Just before I pray. Good. Well, God, we just pray together. And if you three could just pray this with me, just in your heart. God, we just want to pray right now for an experience, a warmth, a knowing, a knowledge that truth would reign right now over feelings, over emotions, over doubt and that faith would rise. God, we, we repent and we turn around to walk in a fullness of assurance. Holy Spirit, just come right now and bring 
that truth and bring that knowledge, bring that knowing into our hearts, into our heart of hearts right now, right here. Thank you, Jesus, for sealing my salvation on that cross. Thank you that it's by faith in you, not by faith in what I can do, but by faith in Christ and Christ alone that I can receive and walk in salvation and assurance. So forgive me, fill me with faith, fill me with confidence and give me that assurance right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's good. All right. So, here's, here's the deal. The devil knows he can't affect your eternal security. So he tries to fill your soul with insecurity. And this is where we battle. And this is where we fight. And this is where we wonder. And this is where we get anxious. And this is where we get stressed out because of uh, a situation that's in front of us or because of a thought that we get, that we think, that the devil throws in our mind or we just randomly think this crazy thought and all of a sudden we get some anxiety, we get anxious. Um, if you're writing notes, um, I can't remember what my first point was, but I'm sure it's there. Uh, you can have eternal, eternal security now. Here you go. Now, point number two is insecurity robs us of rest right um i've uh i've been noticing the amount of celebrity suicides lately anyone else notice that like it's it's insane uh chris cornell from soundgarden an audio slave uh committed suicide i think he was like 41 39 i think, I think he was 39 lincoln parks lead singer just just committed suicide what's his name chester bennington just committed suicide uh, you had the Robin Williams, the actor, like that was a that was a blow. No one was expecting that. Philip Seymour Hoffman, well, that turned out to be uh, a drug overdose, but no one knows if that was suicide or not. It's like, what is going on with these significant adults in society who seem to have everything? They've got the money, they've got the fame, you know, they seem to have what everyone else is clamoring for. And yet, they are still so empty inside. Empty that the only solution seems to be, I'm going to take my life. I, I feel so sad for their, for their wives, you know, for their kids, you know, who are going to grow up without, without them. And just wondering, well, if that's the best solution, what's, what's the deal for us? You know? Um, the devil, let me just tell you, let me just give you a bit of insight here. The devil's always sowing bad seed. He's always sowing bad seed. He will never come to you with a nice truth and help you grow in Christ. It just ain't going to happen. All right? He's always going to sow bad seed onto you. It'll be a bad thought or someone will say something that will stick. You know when someone says something and it just kind of sticks and you go, Ugh, I don't like that. That's awful. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, the devil sowed a bad seed into my mind. And, uh, okay, um, you are not responsible for the thoughts that you think unless you take hold of them. Okay? 
all right? You're not responsible for that random thought, I might go and kill the neighbour. Oh, that's a good idea. Now, I have had that one a couple of times in, 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 in my history, and it, maybe it wasn't from the devil. But anyway, um, I, I've moved on from that. But you're not responsible for that until you grab a hold of it, right? And, and, until you dwell on that. My boys are laughing at the back. <laughs> okay. Until you grab a hold of it and start thinking about it and dwelling on it, you're not responsible for it. So a couple of years ago, okay, this is a legit thought that came into my mind. Your wife is having an affair. Now, normally I'd be like, well, that's dumb, whatever, but it's stuck. And I started thinking about it. I started really thinking about it. And it affected us. It affected me. It affected the way that I started to distance myself from my wife and started to withdraw from her because I started to think. And then you know how you, you, you get a bad thought and then circumstances confirm it? Or I can see why she did that now. Oh, right. Yeah, good. Well, get stuff then. All right. You know, and so I started thinking and things started to, things started to confirm my worst fear. And I'm like, well... See you later. Well, this is bad. This is bad, you know. And it was only after a couple of weeks that I went, huh, what, what the heck? You idiot. All it was, was bad seed. All it was, was a bad thought that the devil's just wandered past and gone. And, and, I've been ha- and he's been having a field day with me and he didn't even have to do anything else. I just grabbed a hold of it, you know, and this is what happens in in the world. This is what happens in life is that I've got a situation that's in front of me that threatens my security in Christ. I've got a a thought in my mind that is threatening my security in Christ, right? And, and, And then, oh, who plays the what if game? Oh boy, I hate this one. You know, uh, you know, I love it when Pastor Keith says, what if? And I'm thinking in the positive, like, what if uh, I pray for someone and they get healed? What if my friend gets saved? What if my kids grow up to change their, 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 their world, their generation, their culture, or their friends? Like, what if? What? Oh, that's awesome. But don't we love to play the negative what if game? Oh, what if I get cancer? That's a legit thought. That's a legit scary thought. You know, I, I know, I know of people who are crippled by fear of getting cancer, crippled by it. Like they, they are so bound up and scared on the inside of them because they don't want to get this thing. But we, how much do we play this what if game? What if I lose my job? What if there's a tragedy? What if we fall out of love? We'll fall back into love. It's, 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 it's easier than they think, I think. All of these what-ifs are robbing people of rest. They're just robbing you. You're getting robbed. You're getting robbed of rest. You're getting robbed of this, of this place of security and peace in your heart that comes from knowing that God is Father and He is good and He is powerful and He loves you, you know? 
and you are his child, it comes, it robs us of the peace and the rest that we get from that place. Right? All right. This is the Passion Translation. Thank you, Rachel and Cedric. I'm finally reading it. It is amazing. It is actually really, really good. (laughs) Takes me a while, but once I'm there, I'm there. All right, good. Listen to this. This is the Passion Translation from Psalm 112, verse 5 to 8. It says, Life is good for the one who is generous and charitable. It's on the screen. Conducting affairs with honesty and truth. Their circumstances will never shake them and others will never forget their example they will not i love this they will not live in fear or dread of what may come oh i love it that's so good for their hearts are firm ever secure in their faith steady and strong they will not be afraid but will calmly face every their every foe until they all go down in defeat oh yeah i love it i just want to laugh when i read this like in your face devil like in your face circumstances i'm a child of god like you you got nothing you know come at me bro come at me because you got zero okay you, you're already defeated devil i got authority you, you, yeah, just, just try it out. Try it out. Because you, 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 you yeah, 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 you got nothing, man. You, you, you can throw all kinds of crazy thoughts my way and they ain't going to stick. And if one does, I'm going to walk it through and I'm going to be in the community of faith. I'm going to be balanced. I'm going to have mentoring and discipleship and I'm going to find a greater level of freedom because the purposes of God are going to use any stuff that you throw at me to make me even stronger. So whatever. Yes. Right? Flip. I love it. And, and this is one of the biggest areas that brings insecurity is the unknown. It's the future. And you know what? I, I got to say, I, ke- I keep coming back to this old cliche, but it is so good and it is so true. And, it, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but I know the one who holds the future. It just, every single time I start to get freaked out, what's going to happen? I feel like I just go, oh, that's right. I know God. He knows the future. <laughs> it's not going to work out anyway. I win. All right? <laughs> you know? Like, I'm going to win in the end anyway. Because my God, my Father is, you know, sovereign. He's like, He created the whole earth by speaking. He's pretty good. Right? He's pretty powerful. Right? I love it. They, they will not fear. They will not. Oh, this is just, I have to repeat it. I'm sorry. Not the whole verse. Those of you who are going, he's going to read the whole thing again. (laughs) They will not live in fear or dread what may come. Do not live in fear or dread what may come. You know, we can get crippled by fear of what may, but probably isn't going to come. Right? So, So I've had to walk some of my kids through this stuff. Oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? Don't worry about it. If... In the unlikely possibility, if it does happen, well, we work it out. Well, we pray. We get healing. Or we trust God for breakthrough. Or we walk it out together. You know, if 
then okay, but not, not what if. Don't live there. Don't live there. You know, because, because my heart is ever secure in him. Because my heart is ever secure in him. Right? Uh, I've got it from the, from the NIV here as well. It says, their hearts are secure. They will have no fear. <laughs> I love it. I mean, let's talk about, um, I'm running out of time, but I'm having too much fun. Um, so let's talk about terrorist attack. Because terrorist groups that are real and very scary, right? Uh, they want the world to be in fear all the time. That you, 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 Well, if you leave your house, well, you never know what will happen. That's what they want you to think, right? Do you know, even in America, the chances of you being killed by terrorist attack right now are one in 3.64 million. You have a greater chance of, this is legitimate, you have a greater chance of being struck by lightning really, and being killed by that bolt of, you know, unfortunate lightning than you do of being killed by a terrorist attack. You know what the, 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 the stats are for Australia? In the last 20 years, three people have died by a terrorist attack. Three. It kind of lessens the, uh, the fear a little bit, doesn't it? In Australia, you have more chance of being killed by board game You have a greater chance of being killed by a board game or by a computer game, that's one in 100 million, than being killed in Australia by a terrorist attack. Bit of perspective. Always helps. Let's turn to social media, right? Because this is a huge area of insecurity. Huge. Because what do people put on social media? They put all of their best stuff. Oh, it's not right. I'll just get this other angle. <laughs> yeah, I'm having the greatest time of my life. Oh, my goodness. You know, except I just broke my leg because I wanted the perfect position. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so we look at social media and everyone's got these beautiful filters on and they look perfect and oh, my goodness. And now you can even get these face tune ones. So all your wrinkles go away. Oh, good. Except I know when you're using them. Because I can tell. Because I zoom in. Zoom in. I zoom in and I go, oh, face thing. All right, face tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a problem. Everyone's looking perfect on social media. And so if you live on social media, if, if you live there, if you, if you exist there more than you exist in the real world, if you exist on social media, you, you will be depressed all the time because everyone's living a better life than I am. Oh my goodness, they're always in, you know, I've got friends in Tuscany right now. Tuscany! You know, and they're, they're putting all of these pictures online. Oh, we met Massimo, the chef. And I'm like, whatever. I'm going to eat my wheat bix for dinner and I'm going to like it. <laughs> you know? And so we all get insecure because, because, and this is what Stephen Furtick says in his book, Crash the Chatterbox. He says, we're living in insecurity. One reason we struggle with insecurity, we're comparing our behind the scenes to everyone else's highlight reel. Yeah. Isn't that true? Yeah. 
All I'm seeing on social media is everyone else's perfect moments. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Who cares? You know, that's why, that's why I, I will like deliberately put a boring, you know, terrible photo on social media. Look at my desk. Isn't it amazing? You know, so everyone goes, why would you put that? Pastor Darren, don't you know what social media is for? Yes, I do. And I don't want anyone to feel insecure because my life is not that exciting. All right. So, so the, the, the issue with this insecurity is that it, it causes us to then want to take control. Right? So whenever I'm, I find myself insecure, I have a few options. I can either freak out, I can take control. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what people do. They either freak out, we take control, I can rest in God, or I can escape. You know? So which one do you do? Which one do you do? Because I tend towards escape and control. I, sometimes I freak out. But my freakouts are pretty rare. Granted, I think. Yours, on the other hand. No. <laughs> her freakouts are her freakouts are like ten times rarer than mine. She's always like, ah, it'll be fine. I'm like, are you joking? Have you seen this? But that's what we do. We either take control, we freak out, we escape from it, or we can trust in God. I can actually go to God and go, okay, you've got to do something here. But first, you've got to do something in my soul. Because here's the scary thought. Insecurity is a state of the soul. It's not just a result of circumstances. If I'm insecure, I'm going to find something to be insecure about. I'm just going to keep searching. I'm just going to keep over overreaching or I'm going to keep looking on social media or I'm going to find something to be insecure about. Right? Because it's the state of the soul. But here's the problem. Insecurity is not something that I can escape my way out of. It's not something that I can control my way out of. It's not something I can freak my way out of, but it is something I can rest my way out of. It is, absolutely. And here's the powerful thing. I only wrote this this morning because when I'm in rest, the state of my soul is changing. Right? When I'm with him, my soul is changing. So it's changing, maybe it's changing from a, a state of insecurity based on a situation or a thought or whatever, whatever I've seen on social media or whatever, my life is so dull, whatever. You know, it changes. It changes when I'm with Him. It changes when I'm resting in Him. And there's this, there's this, this fallacy that resting in God is just about turning on the TV or going on a holiday, or, or whatever. But resting in God is just learning to, to lean back into Him because of what Jesus has already done. Because it's not about what you can add. It's about what's already been finished. It's about what's been done for you. Isn't this a great truth? You know, I don't, I don't have to find rest for my soul because 
I've done a great job this week. Jesus said, come to me if you're weary and burdened. I will give you rest, right? Matthew 18. So true security is only found in Christ because true rest is only found in him. So point three, resting in him brings security. Whatever, whatever, whatever my insecurity is at any given point in time, and they do vary and they do change, and there is a bit of, you know, up and down and here and there, and I do like to browse the aisles of insecurity sometimes, you know, that's, that's kind of how it feels like, you know, some weeks where it's like, oh, what am I going to be insecure about today? Oh, let's take, uh, oh, good. Let's take something to do with my body. Oh, let's, you know, let's worry about that. Let's get stressed about that. Oh, good. Let's fill up the trolley with financial stress. You know, anyone feel a bit like that sometimes? You know, like, oh, let's just wander through the aisles and get stressed out. I kind of feel a bit like that. Some weeks are worse than others, you know, and I've been through a massive journey of sonship. And yet, this is the thing. This is the thing that when these things, or when I want to fill up my trolley and, and head towards my little self-pity party, where I feel sorry for myself all week, I have to keep putting the things back on the shelf and saying, I am a son of the Father. I, am, I know who I am, and I know who He is, and I'm actually going to a place of rest instead of heading to a place where I'm just going to dwell in my own insecurity. You know? Put the stuff back on the shelf. Don't, don't take it on. Don't take it in. The more that I learn to rest in Him, and listen, the more I practice resting in Him, which often happens while I'm washing up. I shared this at Central last week, right? Uh, no one wants to hang around me when I'm washing up because it's washing up. <laughs> Like, there's a job to be done, everyone. Everyone scatters. You know, Beck rightfully scatters because she's made dinner. And uh, that, that's how it works. You don't wash up and, you know, make dinner on the same night. And so I'm there. And all the kids are running around. And Tom's hitting Jed and, you know, or whatever. And someone's, you know, doing this over here. But I just get a chance to stop and do this mind-numbing task that's in front of me by myself but you know what happens i end up connecting with god and really enjoying rest i appreciate all of my kids as they do whatever they do i get to watch my beautiful wife walk around or work and you know and do stuff and i get to really appreciate the basic things that god has blessed me with i get a chance to rest i kind of like washing up i don't like the job i just like that i'm kind of enjoying myself with him and able to rest and lean back a little bit you know so uh, it's about not just learning to rest it's about practicing rest as well right psalm 55 verse 22 here it is i'm going to read it slow okay don't read scripture too fast we all read it too fast we all fly through a scripture and go what the heck was that supposed to mean slow the heck down slow down Read it slow. Dwell on it. Take it in. Don't feel like you've got to get through your chapter. Just, what are, God, what are you saying out of this? Right? Psalm 55, verse 22, and I'm going to jump over to the end of 23. It says, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never 
let the righteous be shaken. But as for me, I trust in you. And we've got to, we've got to say that. Um, it's a bit scary how often I'll say this sometimes in the car as I drive. You know, I'm thinking of the monthly budget or I'm thinking of, you know, this couple who are falling apart or I'm thinking of um, one of my own issues or whatever and I'll just be like, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. And I'll just keep saying it. <laughs> I just, I say it out loud. I don't care if the people next to me are going, he's a nutter. You know, I just, I just keep, not, not like there's someone in the car with me. You know, I'm, I'm in the car by myself, generally heading to work or back from work or to a meeting or whatever. But I'll just be like, God, about that thing, I just trust you. I trust you. I lean into you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And eventually, the, the insecurity and the fear kind of evaporates. Eventually, I'm in a place of, I'm at peace because I'm with him. And I'm leaning, I'm leaning back. You know that, that, uh, that thing they used to do at school camps and at school and you had someone behind you and you had to kind of fall into their arms a little bit? Um, you, know, you know that one? That's kind of how it is with God. It's kind of, I've, just, I've, I've got to kind of lean into him and trust that he's going to catch me. Because sometimes that's all you got. And that, can I just say, that's probably one of the most secure places on earth is in the arms of the Father. It's when, when I've got nothing, determination and grit and, and passion and wisdom or, you know, or, or knowledge is not going to help me right now. But being with the Father, that's the place I need to be. That's the place I need to be. I've got to practice His presence. I've got to practice resting. I've got to practice being with Him because that's the place of security. That's the place of security. I can't promise you, right? I can't promise you that you're going to have no more feelings of insecurity. I can't promise you that the devil's not going to throw stuff at you. I can't promise you any of that stuff because we live in, a, in, in this age that is before the age to come. We live in this age of the kingdom of God that is with us now, but it's not fully here. And the devil is roaming around the earth, causing havoc, throwing thoughts, you know, messing up people's lives. You know what I mean? And we, and, and we have our own flesh to deal with. Most of the time, I don't need the devil to stuff up my thoughts. I do a pretty good job of it just by myself, you know? But... But we live in this, in this age that is, that is kind of now, but not yet. It's kind of here, but not fully here, the kingdom of God. All right? And so, but, but every single time there's an opportunity for insecurity, I can guarantee you that if you go to Him, if you go to God, if you go to rest in Him, that... His presence will displace, will shift you to a, new to a new point. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8 to 9, Paul says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. He's talking about his thorn in the flesh, whatever that was. But he said to me, but God said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so the power of Christ may rest in you. Just because you know that the devil wants to throw bad thoughts into your mind, it doesn't stop him from trying. He's not going to slow down. He wants you disconnected from God and away from him forever. He wants you to experience the same fate that he will. Toddy, can you come up? But I tell you what, every time the devil comes at you with a thought like that, normally it takes me a little bit of a, it, there's a, there's a bit of a gap in my, you know, I'm a bit slow on the old uptake sometimes, you know. I'll be walking around with a bad thought for a couple of days and I'll go, oh, ooh, of course. I'll take authority. Take authority over that, you know. I'll declare no weapon formed against me, no weapon formed against my family will prosper. My, my, my attitude shifts in that moment. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.